Gets you every time, every single time. Honestly, um, so I actually like didn't know that the song. I guess the song became more popular because of TikTok. But I think I told you this yesterday as we were like planning out what we were gonna say for this episode. I stepped outside of the theater, and I swear to God, the first thing I hear is a man on his like little Vespa scooter. <laughs> well, not like a Vespa, but like you know, like one of like the bird lime scooters, and he's oh, just singing yeah. the song. <laughs> In 2023, it's 20 years old, and people, millennials, were still blasting the song. I feel like, I know we talked about this before when we were talking about our favorite songs from DCOMs. I feel like this song never had a moment where people weren't listening to it. I feel like everyone, you put this song on, no matter where you are, people are going to start dancing. People know all the words, no matter, like, how old you are. It's just, it's iconic. It's such a good song. Yeah, no. And, it, and you know what? If it wasn't for Hillary Duff, it wouldn't be as good. She killed it on this song. She killed it with, with her dance moves. And honestly, every, that whole scene was amazing. Um, and so getting into it, yeah. So welcome, everybody. If you haven't been able to tell by, if you don't follow us on social or by the song uh, for the intro, we are covering the Lizzie McGuire movie today. And I think it's safe to say, like, we're always excited to cover, we usually cover DCOMs yes. on DCOM Rewind. We are switching it up today. And it's not to say that we're not excited about other movies that we've covered, but this is like a next level. This is something special. I'm trying to make like a good correlation, but this is like, you know, I'm not going to, this is, I don't know. Is, she, is Lizzie McGuire movie like the Star Wars of DCOMs, even though it's not a DCOM or like the Lord of the Rings of DCOMs? Because, hold on, everybody, like, I, I bet you a lot of you thought it was a DCOM before this podcast. And mm-hmm. I know a ton of my friends who like love Disney Channel also thought it was a DCOM. So maybe we can just call it a DCOM for this for the sake of the podcast. Who knows? But it is like the Star Wars of DCOMs. We can definitely be our honorary decom. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like, yeah, no matter where you were, I feel like especially if you're a millennial, some Gen Z, um, yeah. maybe even some Gen X, like you remember this movie when you were younger and where you were and how it shaped culture and it was just everywhere. And it's the reason why we're kind of switching things up. We have been doing Spooktober and covering kind of like our favorite spooky decoms that are the best to watch during this time of year. And immediately we were like, we, we have to switch it up because of what has been happening on TikTok, what has been happening on social media with the Roman empire. Oh my gosh. Yes. The Roman empire has been everywhere. And honestly, like, I don't know where that started, but I think that just like shows like the star power of TikTok. And for those of you who don't know, the uh, Basically, one girl asked her boyfriend randomly, I think he was like sitting on a couch watching football and was like, hey, so how many times a week do you watch the Roman? Like, do you think about the Roman Empire? And he like gave like a very straightforward, serious dissertation about the Roman Empire. And so everybody else started asking their boyfriends that. And so we were like, you know what? Our favorite Roman Empress, I guess is the term. Oh, yeah. is Liz McGuire. So yeah, so this is this is our Roman Empire, folks. Okay, this is our Roman Empire. Ian, I was telling you this earlier, and it's I get. I mean, I guess there's no shame in this. I'm not embarrassed, but so on Hinge uh, <laughs> for one of the prompts, it's like your typical Sunday. So when this all started happening, I was like, oh, um, thinking about the Rome. I spend it thinking about the Roman Empire, and this guy actually matched with me, and he said, oh, who's your favorite Roman emperor? And so I replied back. Lizzie McGuire, and then he immediately unmatched me. Like within seconds, he unmatched me. So 
it was not in the stars for us. It was that not, was, that was was not going to work out. Literally, when you sent me that, I like literally sped up my water. That was one of the funniest text messages I think I've ever read in my life. So, but you know what? It was not meant to be. Like if he, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. He's a, he was your Paolo. Okay. Exactly. Like if you can not flag. appreciate Lizzie McGuire as an answer, you don't need him in your life. I'm sorry. Ex- exactly. Like that's the thing. If you can't appreciate the fact that the Lizzie McGuire movie is something like literally gold in pop culture and yeah. in our world, then, you know, yeah, we are not meant to be. So. No, you stood your ground. I'm really <laughs> proud of you, Kelsey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, that was, it was a moment for sure. Um, but that's kind of why, again, we decided to switch things up. We're like, we have yeah. to cover this now. Like yeah, it's jump on it. Mm-hmm, the Lizzie McGuire movie, like it deserves a spotlight. Cause we, again, we were like, we wanted to wait for this one, but then, Everything was happening these past two weeks, and we immediately knew like two weeks ago we had to get this in here. So thank you all for switching it up on the spooky side. We'll be back to that next week. But yes, welcome to the Lizzie McGuire episode. Um, So before we get into it, though, speaking of moments, uh, Ian, what what was your movie moment of the week? Yeah, I feel like I kind of had, like, I feel like I've been having a lot of boring movie moments, honestly. And I guess it comes with the times, like, I've been, like, working, and it's, like, fall time, just moved apartments. But I did have one movie moment that I kind of wanted to share. And so Blake and myself, we went to go see this DJ that we love in downtown DC. And it was just a typical fall night. Like, the leaves are starting to change. And everyone's going to be like, how many times can they mention fall? Probably. But the leaves are starting to change in DC again, like every single week. And they just get more orange, more red. And so we went to this show and it got out at like 3 a.m., which was like pretty late for us because we're like in our 30s and upper 20s. Um, But after the show, we decided to just like rent uh, line bikes again. And we put in, I think I actually did have Taylor Swift playing. I'm not sure what he had playing, but we were like riding on our line bikes and like a little bit of the leaves were falling. It was a perfect fall foliage, like type of at least a couple of trees were uh, around us. And also the weather was pretty good with, with like a slight mist. And so I felt like I was in like pretty little liars or something like that. Um, but yeah, so that was my little movie moment, like my little, I guess, sneak peek to fall. Um, again, again, nothing too crazy, but it's the little things that count. So yeah, that sounds like an amazing night. Yeah, And I feel like any scene out of Pretty Little Liars, I mean, obviously besides like the murderous scenes, yeah, but, like, that <laughs> the aesthetic, the aesthetic yeah. scenes, a-, a plus. So it had to be beautiful, especially on a lime scooter, being able to yeah. just like scoot around. Yeah. Oh, and then we had, um, we got, I think it was Lebanese food ordered to oh, us. So we got good. that and just, uh, popped on some Miley Cyrus. So yeah, it was great. That's amazing. No, I'm glad the DJ was good too. It looked like so much fun. Oh, he was amazing, honestly. So yeah, 10 out of 10 experience would recommend. But Kelsey, Absolutely. I feel like you might have a better movie moment. What was I, your movie moment? No, mine is so boring. It is so, so boring. And well, speaking of Taylor Swift... That's what my movie moment involves. Um, Again, yeah, I feel like I've just not been having like super big moments recently, but my mom and I are watching football as we usually do on Sunday. We're big Kansas City Chiefs fans. So we had the game on. Travis Kelsey came on and the announcers were like, oh, TMZ is here, Um, you know, and they're talking about, you know, this quote unquote relationship between him and Taylor Swift. And we're like, oh, gosh, like, let it go. Like, I don't know if they're are they or aren't they? We don't know. And then it immediately flashes to her and his mom in his suite. Oh, yeah. I just started screaming. It was like I was in fifth grade again. It, My mom was screaming. I was screaming. I was jumping up and down. It's like something just like came out of my body. I don't know. It was like an out of body experience. I don't know what. <laughs> I was acting like a crazy person. But then it was amazing to go on TikTok and then realize so many other people had that same reaction. And... So I guess my movie moment is because it was Taylor's movie moment. It just felt like I was watching, like I was, I went to bed so giddy that night. Like literally there were so many memes, you know, when you're on your phone and you're just like kicking your feet, Mm -hmm. like in the air. I felt like that was me. I couldn't go to sleep. I was fascinated by the rest of their night, their getaway convertible. She looked like she was just having so much fun. I was more invested in this relationship than my own relationship. So like this, it, it was like chef's kiss it's like out of a novel like amazing pop star meets like 
incredible football player who like shows how much he loves her and they just ride off into the sunset i oh i'd buy that novel in a second it was so it had nothing my movie moment had nothing to do about me (laughs) like i was just watching tv and like eating salsa but yeah shout out taylor for that movie moment because i hope it works i really hope it works i like them together and i'm invested so i hope yeah unexpected couple too unexpected not her type i feel like which is probably for the best I feel yeah. like, <laughs> I well feel maybe like, we won't be getting another album soon so oh this is true or maybe it's right? like yeah even, or maybe even, an album like a different change about like how about she likes the guy i mean that's a th- either way it's gonna be gold she's already in the recording studio in new york so sure. we're getting something either way yeah. but uh yeah so Again, not really, again, super boring, but uh, yeah, that's what I was focused on the, okay. the beginning of the week. Better than my movie moment. I literally was writing on a razor. You so went to an amazing there. DJ and you're yeah. having an amazing time in DC with your boyfriend. Yeah. That's an A plus movie moment. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll, we'll both give each other A pluses, <laughs> but, but maybe we, let's, let's get on to the actual movie, which is probably yes. like her movie moment. It's better than our movie moment, but we might have a movie moment like Hillary one day. You never know. You never know. You never, you know. never know. You never know. Um, so as everyone knows, we are covering the most anticipated, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I mean, is there a need to do a summary? But I feel like we should. I feel like we can definitely do a summary if we want to. I feel like so many people know this movie. But yeah, we'll give one. Yeah. Just in case you haven't seen it in a we, exactly. we all need refreshers. Yeah. Do you want to like piggyback it? Maybe I'll start off. So it's like, so Lizzie McGuire goes from her eighth grade graduation trip to Rome from California, because that's very normal, right? And when she is in California, I'm mean, not California, sorry, when she is in Rome, she meets a pop star. Do you want to take it from here? Sure. Sure. So yeah, he seems lovely at first and he thinks she looks exactly like the pop star he used to date slash sing with who just left because apparently she likes to lip sync and Mm -hmm. he doesn't. And so he basically takes Hillary under his wing. And so she's kind of escaping all of the things she's supposed to be doing. She's pretending she's sick and so she can be with him and kind of play out this pop star fantasy of her eventually the culmination is her performing at the basically like the vmas in rome essentially yeah at in the coliseum and so yeah it's essentially like lizzie mcguire leading like a double life as a pop star in italy who looks just like her um but it ended up being like one of the best disney movies ever so yes thank you lizzie for that and thank you uh lizzie's school for also sending them to rome too um, what a treat what a treat yeah but i mean i guess before we get into the movie like we can kind of talk about rome in general like i know that you've been to rome i've been to rome i know you studied abroad in italy was did lizzie mcguire like this might be like kind of an odd question but did it kind of play a part into why you wanted to study abroad in italy because it played a huge part as to why i wanted to visit rome when i was younger and oh. I was a little bit disappointed by Rome. But anyway. 100%. Without a doubt. Like, I remember my parents asking where I wanted to study abroad. And they immediately said Florence. Because I was like, I'm going to play out this fantasy of being Lizzie McGuire. And finding a cute boy and making him take me away in a Vespa. Which, now thinking about it, is kind of terrifying. But at the time, it seemed so awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, it, like, Italy, amazing. I do have to say, though... And you know, we talked about this, and this is a hot button topic. Rome was not the best. I did not have the best time in Rome. I was also staying in a sketchy hostel um, because I was a college student, had no money, and a bunch of rugby players who in like their 50s and 60s were also staying there. So it was just a weird time. I think maybe if that wasn't the case, I would have liked it a little bit better. That being said, um, my friends and I that I were with... um, we went to every, I mean, it's pretty much all the touristy spots that Lizzie goes to in the movie. But of course, we did like the signature coin toss and thought of her. Mm-hmm. You know, we like ran through the gardens, did everything that we thought, like, you know, pretended like we were Lizzie in the Coliseum, uh, things like that. But okay, I know, again, we've talked about this. 
How did you feel about Rome and like visiting Italy in general? I loved Italy in general. I was not a fan of Rome. Um, I think it's because like the, of this movie. I saw it. So this movie came out in 2003, I believe. And then I went to Rome in 2007 and I was like so excited about it. And I was wanting to have my Lizzie McGuire experience. I, I don't know why, but anyway, um, I was like, I was very disappointed by Rome. I thought it was a little dirty. Um, I did not really like the people i don't know it just it was a different vibe but i loved florence i loved venice i loved uh, i liked milan i loved tuscany i loved everywhere else that we went but i was not a huge fan of rome and maybe it's because i was so young and so i probably have to go back to rome when i'm an adult um like in the workforce and all that stuff but yeah yeah no i did not have the lizzie mcguire experience in rome idea yeah, I, I you know what maybe again maybe this just proves that we have to go back check it out you know see give yeah. it a second chance i guess um and just kind of relive that but yeah interesting times in rome for sure um but also interesting times so this movie when it, again when it came out in 2003 it was everywhere like i feel like disney released the trailer months before there was such a build-up for this like do you remember like the first time you saw this movie where you were what was going on yeah and, like all of the like, like ridiculousness around this. Yeah, no, hundred percent. My mom took me to go to the movies. It was an AMC theater. I literally know where it was. It was like Forty Street and Camelback in Phoenix, Arizona. I, <laughs> I swear, I still remember it. Um, and she, uh, yeah, she took me to go see the movies. It was really great. And I just remember after we did, like, I, honest to God, we did get pizza at this place called the Grand Orage. And we called like our best friends growing up. Like it was my mom's best friend and my best friend. And we're like, oh my God, we just saw the Lucy McGuire movie. And they were like, oh my God, it was so good. So yeah. So that was like the first time I think I was in like elementary school. And I think that was like the, that was like my, I was going to say I am, I was obsessed with Lizzie McGuire prior to this movie, but I think that put it on a whole new level. And I remember forcing my parents to take me to Target like the next day to get the Lizzie McGuire CD. And I put it on like my little CD cassette and I would like rollerblade or like walk around the house with it. And I thought I was the coolest kid ever. <laughs> so yes, that was a long winded way of saying I do remember where I was when I saw the Lizzie McGuire movie. How about you, Kelsey? Well, I feel like you chose so correctly because also, side note, I mean, the album is just amazing. So like, good. Even like the scores on this, the pop songs, it was so well done. Like so well done. Um, so amazing choice at getting the CD right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, mine was like very similar. It also involved pizza. I remember Disney had released Hillary's song, Why Not? Like a month before. And the music video were they were they had snippets of the movie within the music video of itself, like where she's on the roof. And so you kind of got like a teaser of what was going to happen. And it was a Friday night. And my friends and I, you know, we all did like the typical like, you know, we were going to have like a pizza party, like slumber party. And first we were going to go and see this movie. And I remember it's so funny because it was literally like we were seeing our idol. We were so excited we had like the like I mean they were they were in style back then but we had like the platform sandals like the clips. Did you that, actually? Oh my god, I had so many pairs and they were so I, I the the bliss I still have scars on my feet from like all of the blisters like especially the jelly ones like that was so unnecessary. Oh, that's amazing. But like we're walking around, we're in eighth grade, thinking we're so cool. But you you have to walk like a mile to the movies because we're like oh. No parents, we're gonna go by ourselves. And we all come back and we're just like our feet are just gushing blood. Um, because yeah, we're just like we just wanted to be like Lizzie McGuire, wear platform sandals, like have a cute little tank top on and have our cute little I don't think we were wearing butterfly clips at the time, but it was like kind of the ones that are in style now, like the really big clips that you would just like put your yeah. hair back. Those are great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I remember seeing and I seeing the movie. And I remember just being in awe of it. Like, it was a good movie. And then Hey Now comes on as kind of the climax at the end. It's over. And it's I I was like, this is my favorite movie I've ever seen. This it's is over. magic. Uh, we were all obsessed with it. And for years. And I'll always, it's it's like, it's just like such a fond childhood movie. It's, it brought so many good memories to so many people. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's why the guy was like blasting by and it's like razors, like, 
and like a full blown like 30, 30 year old adult like still blasting mm-hmm. hay now and no one bad at high because it's like it is a very iconic movie. Uh, no, I and also the fact that you were bringing up the platform sandals kind of wanted me to talk about the next point. And I know it wasn't the 90s. It was like early 2000s. But like, can we talk about um, like the early 2090s fashion in this movie? Because that was the one thing that really stood out to me. And I guess like when you're watching it as a kid, you're like, oh, of course they're wearing that stuff. Like, that's cool. That's what the cool girls wear. But I'm looking back at it and especially like the opening scene when she's like singing and I think she like twirls and like falls into her bathtub because her asshole brother matt like can we we'll talk about that later did not like matt at all in this movie um made her do that um i was like whoa this fashion is different you could tell they were like this is lizzie mcguire on a budget like like the budget is through the roof like she i feel like she had like a very eclectic like artsy style in the series right like she would wear like really cool printed shirts but this Everything was taken to the next level, like patterns. There was just like corduroy shirts, like faded jeans, the amount of like belts she wore. She was in stilettos, I feel like, for half this movie, which like, girl, let me tell you, like stilettos, granted, I was like drunk in Italy, but like stilettos and cobblestones are not a good match. But oh my God. But wait, wait, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> You decided to go out drinking in Italy wearing stilettos and walk through cobblestones. You deserve a medal of honor <laughs> for getting through all of that. It was like around 2008. So it was like even like, you know, those Steve Madden shoes that they're basically like hooker shoes. And that was that's what was in mm-hmm. like my friend Emily. She literally co- would call them her mind eraser shoes because they were so high that just cra- like we knew it was going to be a crazy night when the mind yeah. erasers came out because these shoes should not be worn ever. And that's why I love today. Like everyone just wears sneakers when they go out and yeah. I'm like, God, that would have been so much easier. Like, yeah, we're just going to the casual bar with these with heels. The Air Force ones on or something. Oh, I'm so jealous. But yes. So I feel like she rocked. I mean, I know she was supposed to have kind of this makeover when she became mm-hmm. this pop star. She was already looking great. She looked beautiful. She was. And I think that's like one thing that you and I spoke about, about Lizzie McGuire, like while we were growing up is like looking at her and just being like, so I did not know she was 14 or 13 while filming because she looked like a grown adult woman. She Mm -hmm. was gorgeous. Like she looked like a runway model. And so I just think that that was just escalated in this movie where I remember I called you after watching it and I was like, there's a, she's supposed to be in eighth grade. Yeah, right. We looked it up. She was like literally 14, right? It's just nuts because I feel like to in today's Disney age, you look at the actors, like even Milo, he plays characters a lot younger than him. Yeah. And I'm shocked that she actually played her age. Like she was honestly even on like the younger side of it. Um, I mean, because I know she was going through her eighth grade graduation and all of that. But I think it's crazy that she actually was that age with this type of movie, like looking fabulous. Clearly she had no awkward years. So props to Hillary Duff for that, because that must be nice. (laughs) That must be real nice. Seriously. (laughs) Um, But did you you have like a favorite outfit of hers? Like before they like pop star affied her? (laughs) Um, Not really. Cause I wasn't, no. Probably not. Like, yeah. I didn't. Like, I mean, I kind of did. Like, I, as you said, I liked her, like, classic, like, Lizzie McGuire, like, where it was, like, artsy, but it wasn't. But, like, it still is aesthetic type of a look, you know? It's, yeah. like, that schoolgirl look type stuff. Like, that was kind of cool. Um, I was, like, I wasn't, like, paying that much attention to the fashion. But I do have to say during the runway walk, um, where it was, like, work cover girl whatever song that was happening i did love her green look that she had and so it was like she had like a green dress it kind of looked like she was in um like marie antoinette yeah marie exactly marie antoinette and like she had like this perfect victorian look and i thought it was so elegant and apparently i'm like i was like looking on tiktok and twitter i was like the only person talking about it so apparently i'm the only one who likes that look but i think it fits her and i liked it that was a great look i mean compared to that it was like she had it was like a burrito look with like marshmallows hanging from her head oh, yeah. and lights. Do you, Okay. This, and, and again, I'm so sorry if I'm about to offend some people out there. 
I felt like this is what Emily in Paris like wants to be. Ooh, like that's a hot take. That's it's so a hot good. take. But like, you know how sometimes you get like a little frustrated with Emily in Paris because you're like, this yeah, is situation. No it's no substance. It can't, it doesn't make any sense. And it's like the irony of it drives me nuts sometimes. And especially like like how many times do we call each other and she would just like post a random photo with a caption and it gets like thousands of likes and from like us marketers were like really great. Um, I will but- say this <laughs> and I'll let you go for a second, but I will say this. Okay. Lizzie McGuire did what Emily in Paris wish she could have done. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like not a lot of people. I feel like Lizzie did such a good job in that fashion runway segment. Cause it's like, Clearly, these these outfits are making fun of like hot, you know, couture and like yeah, it's making fun of the whole scene. And you can see it on her face; like she still respects it and thinks it's really cool that she's getting all this attention. But it's also insane that she's in like a blow up igloo outfit. And I feel like Emily in Paris does this all the time, but they never recognize like how insane it actually is and like how unrealistic. So yeah, way to go, Lizzie! Like way to be ahead of your time. And yeah. I mean that's why that's why we love this movie and that's why we love Hillary Duff. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't even, I actually didn't even think about that until you said that. But yeah, I feel like the creators of Emily in Paris definitely watched the Lizzie McGuire movie uh while they were growing up. I mean they had to. They had to have. They had to have. Yeah. Um, I think another thing I feel like we have to say before like getting into the plot yeah. and all of that, there's somebody missing in this movie and it's a pretty big role and pretty big character that's not there um so lizzie's best friend miranda if you the show like she's literally one of the main characters is not in this movie how did how did you feel about that i mean i remember when i first watched it i was like really confused and even looking back because like growing up miranda was like one of my favorite characters right Mm -hmm. like i loved her because she was like she stood up for lizzie like she didn't let kate foster around stuff like that and it was such a weird take to leave her out of this film that again i think that i had like researched in the past i think it might have been like a contract thing i don't know what it was but this movie would have been it's an amazing movie. So this is a very hot, controversial take and do not jump down my throats, everybody. But this movie would have been so much better with Miranda too. Like you just, you can't, there's no Lizzie without Miranda in my opinion. She, I mean, she's such an awesome character. I feel like she was always the strong one when yeah. Liz, Lizzie and Gordo were like, they followed the rules and she was always kind of testing the limits. Like still such a great person, but kind of the sassy one, the go-getter. Um, so I missed her in this movie. And I, so when we were looking into this, like apparently it was like something with a contract or she could have been pursuing a music career, I guess is one yeah. of the other things, which I don't know if I buy because I don't I either. Feel like we would have seen something from her. Like Disney would have pushed out some type of song. Um, so I don't know about that. This is a really hot take and I'm, I am a huge fan of Miranda, but I don't think this movie could have happened if she was in it. I is this where we get into an argument? <laughs> is this our first fight? Is this our first beef? <laughs> Here, okay, here's my thing though, and it's only for good reasons. One, there's no way Lizzie would have actually gone off with some random guy, like even if he was a pop star, Miranda never would have let that happen. She would have seen through his bullshit, honestly. Gordo never would have stepped up to the plate to get out of the friend zone if Miranda was there because it just would have been the three of them again and he just would have taken the back seat. And then three, I feel like Lizzie and Kate never would have had that like villain to like enemy to friend storyline because she just would have been confiding in Miranda. So none of this would have been able to happen if Miranda, it could have been a totally different storyline, but how it happened in the movie would never have been able to have happened if Miranda was in this. And I know that's weird. No, it's not weird. I actually didn't think about that until you said it. And like, maybe that's why they left Miranda out or, but they could have at least put, okay. They could have at least said Miranda went to like the other trip or I don't know. That's the thing. Like she could have been in the graduation scene. Like she, or at least the graduation scene. Right. Yes. Right. Also like side note, that joke at the graduation scene when um the valedictorian can't be there because she could either have a cold or ebola 
And I was like, these jokes wouldn't, like, these lines would never pass oh, in today's no. time. That's like in, like, that's like being, like, Lizzie McGuire in 2023 and be like, oh, she can't be here because she either had a cold or COVID. Like, there's right. no way just you'd be like, you know what? We're going to put that out there. Get it out there. Jeez. But anyway, we did miss her, like, again. We miss Miranda, yeah, because she, she's great. We love Miranda Sanchez. We love her. We yeah. love her. So, as a character, absolutely. Um, And... I think another thing that I feel like, so that was obviously controversial because like people miss Miranda again, it could have been a different plot line. She could have been involved. We love her. We grew up loving her. Another uh, hot take. How did you feel about the Italian accents? I can't do one either, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's, yeah. So the Italian accents in the movie, I mean, I felt like some of them were like decent, but a lot of them were just like very, it almost felt like, it seemed like I was kind of watching and I'm, I'm not trying to shit on this movie. I love this movie a lot, but like, it seemed like I was kind of watching like Super Mario Bros, like the way Mario and Luigi talk. It's like a very American way of how you assume Italians talk. Um, I thought the Italian accents, like some of them were fine, some of them weren't, but I just, I'm sorry. And Kelsey, you probably have the same view too. I spat out my water once I heard Hillary Duff inter- like interpret or like her version of an Italian and do her Italian <laughs> accent. I was like, there's no way, Hillary. But she she did a good job. <laughs> like I cracked up. It was uh, like some and it, I she she gave it her all, right? Like she, she sold it. At some points it sounded like a Russian accent. At some point I didn't know what it was. It was there was just like a lot of R rolling, with respect because I can't do that. I mean, yeah. I every time like I sound ridiculous every single time I try and do an accent. Like no one can tell anything that I'm saying. Um I I thought not only her though, like even like is the actor that played Paolo is he Italian? Because even sometimes he would say things. And I was like, wait, I, did he just speak in like a Brooklyn accent? Like, what was That's that? what I was going to bring up too. Like, I, like, there's a lot. Like, we, let's talk about Paolo for a second. Let's first of all talk about like, not only like, okay. Let's talk about his accent for a second. Let's talk about his obvious red flags that we might not have seen also when we were kids Mm -hmm. but i thought i think it's because everyone had such a faked force italian accent i was like oh it's this fake too but like he could very well much be from italy wait should i look it up right now let's see what it says all right so his last name is i don't even this won't yanni gelman it doesn't really sound that i don't think i don't know i wouldn't put all my I don't know. I wouldn't put all my betting on saying that he's fully Italian. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. Oh, he is. Let's see. It says he was born in Miami, Florida. Okay. Okay. And his father is Canadian and his mother is Australian. So. <laughs> well, good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's definitely not Italian. So I think, Elsie, you're like... Detective's hunch played out. Yeah, that was not an Italian accent. Well, I think it's because we were so busy spotting his red flags that were completely oblivious to me when I was a kid. Yeah. I thought he was amazing when I was a kid. So, Wait, can I say like a hot take? Actually, mm-hmm. I was telling Blake this. I thought that the Lizzie McGuire movie, like when I was a kid, had the biggest biggest plot twist ever. Like I thought it was like Inception. I'm not even kidding. Like I was like, I- but now as an adult, I'm like, oh. Boom, boom, boom. I never saw it coming. But I think that, like, this is what I love about this movie is that, like, I feel like Lizzie was all of us, right? Because we were so innocent then. So, of Mm -hmm. course, this guy was going to be nice. And, of course, he was trying to help help out his friend that couldn't sing. And, you know, there were three times. And I still – we watched it um, this week to, again, take notes and review. There are three times I cry in the movie. And one of them – is when she looks at him and she knows that this guy has completely shattered her heart. Like she fully trusted him. And he has so many walking red flags that you see in as an adult, but as a middle school girl, like you're not going to see them and a heart wrenching. Cause we've all been there when we realize like something is not. I just wanted to hug her. That was probably like her reaction was so, so sad to me. It was. And then she has to go perform, be the first performance in front of everyone at the Coliseum. Oh, Paolo. It just, well, okay. 
when what was the first red flag that you noticed with Paolo as an adult? You're like this guy. Um, so I will say I was still pretty slow as an adult, like slower than I wanted to be. I'm not going to lie to you right there. Okay. Um, but I think it was like, I think, well, first of all, like when they were in the cafe and they were like, oh, she lip sings or whatever. It's like, shh, like quiet. But just because like I knew what was coming. But I think like as an adult, the first time, like if I was to go in blind, and maybe Paolo was a little bit more sneaky than we thought he was. It's when he invited her. Was that like an abandoned church? Or it was like something when they had to do like a rehearsal. <laughs> Sorry, it was not a church at all. Wait, what was it? I think it was like a, <laughs> I think it was like a classic like theater. Okay. Like, so, um, he, oh like God, take, like, he like he like takes the nails off the door. Like <laughs> Yeah, like, when he invited her to, like, the Eiffel Tower. But it was... <laughs> Sorry, I just have to go off and put myself on mute. That it's was fine. amazing. It's fine, it's fine. It did look I, very I old. And that, um... It was, like, very dusty. It was very dusty. <laughs> was it dusty? I, maybe in my mind it was. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I thought it was an advantage, but I didn't think it was dusty. <laughs> like, I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Did, um, wait, which movie did I watch? <laughs> Lizzie McGuire too in pair. I don't know. Um, but that was the first time when I was like, yeah, like you're taking her to this abandoned whatever the heck it is. And she's clearly not comfortable. Um, and it just gave me the ick. But actually, wait, can I say one more thing? Yes. Okay. The last red flag was when I found out he was 17. And I get mm -hmm. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like three years is not that big of a difference. But like you're you're 17 you could be a senior in high school i don't know like grade 12 whatever for europe but like this girl is not even in high school yet and mm -hmm. you're a 17 year old going after this girl who just graduated grad like eighth grade looking back at it, actually that was my number one red flag anyway kelsey i'll i'll boot it off to you That's what are such, your it's such a good point because i feel like it's not a big deal like that age gap now as you get older isn't a big deal but he's right. 17 like with media training like he has been in the public eye for so long so it, it sounds kind of weird but like he is so much mentally like he's mentally so much older and mature than her I mean he's not but I mean he used it to manipulate her but you're just more worldly I feel like because he had to be and I just now as an adult I just hate him so much because okay first red flag so this guy, I'm assuming, is, like, he's the equivalent of, like, a Harry Styles, like, walking around. And I'm assuming Isabella is, like, similar status. You're telling me, like, you've been singing with this woman for a couple years now, I'm assuming. You dated. You were in love. You, like, I know Lizzie and her look a lot alike. But you're telling me that you're actually going to think that this, like, eighth grader on a trip is was like the love of your life at some point. Like that's a red flag. Is that like you can't even recognize that she's not her. That like that was weird to me. And then it was weird that he asked her immediately to be pretend to be a pop star, which I know there weren't cell phones back in the day. Like no one had camera phones. It was just like you get like your gossip from magazines. But he didn't care. Like he could have ruined her life. Cause Isabella could have sued her. Like she's gonna watch the VMA, like the Roman VMAs. Like, she's going to know. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I was on mute the whole time. Oh, my God. Sorry, everybody. I was on mute the whole time just because I have a very bad cough and I didn't want people to hear what I was saying. Um, <laughs> but essentially, I will give you, like, I was laughing. I I'll give you, like, the debrief. I was agreeing with Kelsey the whole time. And with the Roman VMAs, I laughed about that. But, yes, I'm sorry. I was on mute. If you could oh, no, please. I was agreeing with what Kelsey was saying. No, please. I'm over here too, like hacking up a lung. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Like we know no. we're not like on our A game for this, but uh, we had to we had to get this episode out. So thanks for listening to us. Yeah. Um. But those are my red flags. Like that's it. Also, just the fact of like immediately no, immediately no. When he was like, well, you know, music just comes to me. You know, like la 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 la. And I wanted to be like, shut up. Oh, Paolo. that was shut yeah. up. Like yeah. that's those are those are my red flags. <laughs> besides well, all of the manipulation 
And I feel like the red flags couldn't have happened if it was in like 2022 or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. None of this would have been able to happen. No. So I think that's like, that kind of speaks to the time and like all the nostalgic element of this. And like, I kept thinking, I was like, you know what? Like, I understand that it was 2003, but I mean, I guess maybe because it's Italy and like America back then, like was more self-focused, but there had to have been like something like, I don't know. There had their parents or kids or like her siblings had to have seen something about this. Um, which I guess they did in the long run, just to Matt's best friend. Um, but yeah, no, this it's so funny because like so many of these movies that were made back in the day, yeah, there's no way in hell that they would be made these days. There's no way. Um, and speaking of back back in the day, man, flights to Rome must have been a lot. <laughs> A lot cheaper. It must have been cheap <laughs> as heck is all I'm going to say. Like, must be nice to decide to... So in the movie, Lizzie's parents, her brother Matt is up to no good as per usual. He tells his parents that he misses his sister. They know she's only going to be gone for two weeks. The mom and dad immediately are like, okay, we're going to get the passports. We're going to buy some flights. We'll be out by tomorrow morning. Which, that's what? weird on multiple levels. Let's be serious. Yes. Well, my, okay, you can talk about, like, the, like, insane, weird reality they live in where that's normal that you can book a ticket. But if my parents, if I was in Rome or in, like, France or anywhere, and my parents were like, oh, they showed up, like, down the street, and they were like, oh, well, we just missed you. I would just be like, this is called, like, codependency, like... (laughs) We need a break. Like, I'm in eighth grade. I'm, like, gone for two weeks. I'll be home in two... Like, isn't that kind of creepy? Like, what was going through their mind? And again, let's... I'm not trying to be, like, the bearer of bad news or, like, crap on this family because we love the McGuire's, but this was not a move. That's, like, again, yes, we love this family. They're such a... And, and again, like, they're such a great part of this movie. Second time I cry in this movie... It's, I mean, it's the first time, but one of the three times that I cry is when she says goodbye to her mom at the airport. Like, they have such a good bond. But this is crazy. Oh, yeah. This is nuts. Like, first, like, it just, and also it just isn't, I mean, granted, I'm an only child. But I I, I know and I love my parents dearly. But if I had a sibling and they were like, we miss Kels, they'd be like, well, get over it. <laughs> like, yeah, get there's, over no, it. there's no way they'd be like, you know what? We're going to book like a, a 3,000 mile trip just uh, just to see them or 6,000 miles. It, that was one of the the shaky plot lines, I felt like. Because again, I you know, it's great that they got over there. It really, it was great that they got to see her perform. I felt like Disney could have like flipped that. I mean, even if Miss Ungermeyer, like at one point, I think she does say like, I called you and I left messages. Like if your daughter is consistently ill, for days and days and days on end in a foreign country. <laughs> like even that's more along the lines of like, oh my gosh, Lizzie's sick and she's been sick for like a week and a half. We got to go. Like right. I feel like that makes more sense than like Matt saying he misses her. I just feel like it was it was a very interesting plot twist. Like very. Also, one thing that I noticed about that scene, which I was just like, it's whatever. Like I'm not, it's fine. But <laughs> um. I just thought it was very, very bizarre. And correct me if I'm wrong, that the dad was... Okay, this is, like, such a weird thing to notice. But when they were on the plane, the dad was in the middle seat and Matt was on the (laughs) end seat. I was like, there's no way in heck that my parents would be like, oh, yeah, your dad who's, like, (laughs) multiple inches taller than you, like, you know what? And he paid for it with your mom, like... You take the middle, like, you get the aisle mat, like, this is great. There's no way that would have happened. My dad would have kicked me out immediately. Like, immediately. Yeah. That's, it's, no, leg room is, like, essential. And Matt does not need it as, what is he, in fifth grade at that time? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He can, he can suck it up and be on his Game Boy. Take that middle seat. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, um... Yeah, no, that was it was it was it was all a very interesting experience. And then we all decided to well not all decided, but we all realized that we were not as fortunate as the McGuire.
cares at that moment for everything. So it's true. It's true. I'm yeah. I would love, I'd love to know their salaries and what they did for employment. Uh, Cause yeah, must, must be nice. Must be nice. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I guess it like does speak to like the family values and like the fact that, you know, they were worried about Lizzie, which was like, that was good at the end of the day. But at the same time, you kind of have to let your daughter like glow up and like be herself and like, become an Italian pop star, which she did have a very good blow up. I'm not going to blow up. I'm not going to lie. Um, but one thing I feel like the, like that I wanted to talk about, I feel like this whole movie is focused on the McGuire family and like Lizzie. Um, but one thing that I did want to talk about too, is I feel like there's a lot of glow ups on other characters within this movie too, that we don't really focus on. And I think that, you know, there is a lot of character development and that was like very purpose, like purposely made by Disney because this was like the, the bow tie for Lizzie McGuire. But I wanted your take on who you thought had the biggest glow up. For It's tough, right? Because there's so many. And I feel like, when you're a kid, you're immediately like, oh, Lizzie, of course. Um, but I felt like Kate. Like, Brian would have to be Kate. I I loved, like, Kate, if you're watching the series, she's awful. She's just a bully to Lizzie and Miranda and Gordo. And in this movie, I feel like she gains, like, it's not, you know, like, a come to Jesus moment. But I feel like she gains more self-awareness and she ends up helping out Lizzie in the movie to try and conceal everything that's going on, helps her get away to go see Paolo. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, Cause again, I feel like that would never happen in the series. And so I think it was really cool to get to see that character development, especially cause it was the last time we get to see all these characters. And so for her to go out as a decent human, I was very happy with that. I was very happy. She got like that little bit of redemption, like even at the end when she's talking to Ethan and, you know, they're having a moment and she's like, it's not that she's still confident, but she's just, her ego isn't as big. And so that was really cool yeah. to see. Um, but I know it's a hot take because like she was such a bully for so long. Um, who was, I think, who I don't, you I don't think, well, before you get into mine, I don't think it's like that big of a hot take, right? Like, I mean, it might be like, I guess it's just like, oh, congratulations on being so awful that you're like <laughs> so good now. Um but but yeah, I don't think it was like that big of a hot take. Um, I do I do also agree with you. So my number one glow up is not yours, but it is kind of my number two. I thought Kate was amazing in this film, um, and I loved I just loved how she like got over her like beef that she had with Lizzie McGuire like in the past, and she was like oh, so proud of her and happy for her for being living the experience that she wanted to. So my biggest glow up, and it's kind of a hot take, it's kind of like a weird take, but it's also kind of a necessary take, I think, is Gordo. Oh, so good. So, so good. It's it's good and bad for multiple reasons, right? Like I think it's good because like he finally found himself. Like I feel like before this movie, all he was focused on was Lizzie and being with Lizzie and like trying to like be her best friend, quote unquote. But it was like there were clearly more elements that he wanted out of it. And this is the first time that we see him stand on his own and also kind of stand up for himself too. And so I really, really, really love that element of him in this film. Um, the second thing about this film also is like, and this is where I want to ask you about this scene too. It is technically a glow up because he does get that kiss from Lizzie. Yes. That he has been wanting for years and years and years. And it's at the end of the movie before they explore Rome, they kiss each other. And all is good. <laughs> Um, it was, it, it caught me off guard. I'm not going to lie to you. I was not expecting it. But before I say anything about it, I want to understand your take on this kiss. I loved this kiss. And it wasn't, it wasn't because I rooted for them throughout the entire series. Like, I honestly never thought they would get together. I knew you could kind of get the feeling he had a crush on her, I feel like, in later episodes. But I never expected them to get together like I never wanted her to be with someone like Ethan either but I just thought they'd always be kind of good friends but I feel like it's in this movie he stepped up so much like you said like yeah. he did have such an amazing glow up 
But I think the kiss in itself, like, I liked the kiss, but I loved that it also wasn't, like, this amazing, like, build-up or slow motion. Exactly. Because like, at the end of the day, they're middle schoolers, right? They're middle yeah. schoolers. They're going to be awkward. They're going to, like, not know what to do. And I felt like they played it perfectly. Like, she just goes in really quickly. And then he's like, oh, okay, let's let's go back to the party. And it's per- I'm like, this is exactly how middle, middle schoolers were act- would act, though, in this yeah. situation. Did you like it? Did you think it was awkward? I mean, I liked it. Like, I didn't think it was awkward at all. And I remember when I was younger, like, I was, like, very excited for it and all that stuff. And, like, it, I, I, I'm just, and again, we've spoken about this. And this might be, like, my own personal qualm. But, like, I'm just, like, so tired of that trope of, like, the boy and, sh- like, the straight, like, boy and girl can't be, like, best friends because, mm-hmm. like, it's not going to be platonic. And it just, like, kind of annoyed me that, like, Disney does this time and time again and recycles it. Like, from prom, I, well, I guess not really prom packed, but. But, yeah, I mean, like, Kim Possible. Like, they definitely. Eddie and, Eddie and Raven. Yes. yes. Kim Possible. Um... I mean, <laughs> they love this storyline. And yeah. it is, like, endearing in a way. But at certain points, like, come on. Like, they could have just been really good pals. <laughs> good old pals. And it would have been great. Yeah, so that was my only thing where I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm not really sure if I'm down for this. Um, But I think at the end of the day, they did it in, like, a very good manner, as you said, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, it was, like, very middle school. It was very innocent. It was very, okay, this is happening. And it was more so, like, I couldn't tell if, like, she was romantically in love with him or if she was just kind of like, oh, like, this is just, like, a kiss because he protected me for, like, my whole life. Right. But I thought that was, like, a very pretty ending. I think and it's crazy because it was the ending, I guess, of, yeah, of the whole like, scene. Of everything, which at the time, that I guess, crazy. no one knew. So I guess, like, way to go out with a bang. And I will, okay, this just goes into kind of, like, the whole thing, too, of kind of, like, their dynamic, like the dynamic between her and Kate, Miranda, if she would have been there, like Ethan Craft, all of all of them. The one thing I really liked about this movie, which I feel like sometimes doesn't necessarily translate when you go from and I'm not I'm not saying even Steven's movie was this, but you go from a TV series to a movie and it just doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying, oh, I don't yeah. know why I said the even Stevens movie. I, that's not what I'm thinking of. But like, you know, when it's like the story, like the characters are different. No, I'm you. Not talking about even Stevens movie. <laughs> just, like, I don't know. I think this movie did such a good job of still staying true to every single like character arc for each character. Like no matter how small they were, like even the little blonde girl, that's Matt's friend. That's like helps him like be a conniving brother. Like everyone stayed true to who they were. And so the fact that it ended like that, was kind of cool i thought like an ending with this kiss i thought was kind of kind of nice yeah no i thought yeah no i thought it was like a good very very sad yet kind of happy and uh it was only sad because like we will never see like that was like the last scene if you think about it of lizzie that we'll ever see in our life unless unless dot 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 but that was the last scene of lizzie and cordo that we'll ever see and it was in 2003. That's, oof, God. 20 years. 20 years. And But you know what? And we still love this movie. It's still iconic. And but you know que- why we do. But question, yes. I feel like we, I feel we're on the same we're thing. That's the exact same thing. Does it have to do with the, the song? The song. Yep, the exactly. Song. That's what I was going to say. If this movie did not end yeah. with Hey Now, Hey Now, do you think it would still have the love that it does and like the fandom that it does. I think it would still have the love that it does. I think that it would still have the fandom that it does just because Lizzie McGuire was such a huge staple for Disney. Um, But I do not think that it would have, I don't think it would, I don't think it would be mentioned Mm-hmm. as it what as it is today right like i think you were talking about like that sound from tiktok hey now hey now like when people like i guess like ironically like like bow between i don't know there was like one tiktok and it was like in dc and it was like when you finally see the deloitte towers and they like play that music and they go crying on the floor <laughs> anyway it's like between that or like the guy who was like 
riding on a scooter and had that sound blasting. I don't think that people would think about this movie as much in 2023 if it was not for that song. What are your takes on that? 100%. I think I think that this and again, I was obsessed with this movie. I still I'm sure if I watched it again, I'd love it and I'd find it super endearing. Like I feel like this movie would be on the same level as like Passport to Paris or something, right? With Mary Kate. Oh, Nashville. yeah, I agree. Like it's it's an ad, it's a European adventure and they meet cute boys and like it's an ad, you know, it's just a fun time. But I feel like you're right. Like this like the TikTok trends, like everyone that goes to Rome now and how like they're like whether it's like throwing the coin in the Trevi fountain or like doing a cartwheel like the way she does where she's like goodbye Lizzie McGuire like hello fabulous like mm-hmm. I don't think those lines I would be as remembered if this song wasn't there to like trigger your memory of this movie over and over again like this song, like I remember graduating from college this song was just being played in like every single bar and it's crazy because it just was again it's never it's never not had a moment where people just didn't right. lose their minds to it. And so I think that really helped the Liz McGuire movie and also really helped Disney because then there's so much that you could do with that. So I think I think it definitely helped a lot. It had like it's literally probably the most iconic Disney song to this day. Like I can't even think of like like even if you think about Cheetah Girls, like you gotta strut, like mm-hmm. you mean it. Like sorry. That was horrible, but like, amazing. or like Teen Beach, or even High School mm-hmm. Musical, like, we're soaring, we're flying, like, this is the one song, I think, that just demolishes all the other songs. I could be wrong, because I love this movie, but like, I've just seen the trends on TikTok, on Twitter, in real life, like, I think it transcends generations, and transcends everything. Like, what I say, wow, that's such a good point, you know, I never even thought of that. I think it really... It's got to be the number one song. Like, isn't it crazy to think about? And again, I will do anything for Miley Cyrus. I love her. I was obsessed with Hannah Montana when I was a little too old. Like, I shouldn't have been as obsessed as I was. But they pushed Hannah Montana. Like, those concerts. Like, Meet Miley Cyrus. All of her songs. All of her albums. And I feel like this one song that Lizzie McGuire slash Hilary Duff slash, I guess, like, Haley Duff did, it just it beats it all. It trumps it all. And that's kind of crazy to think about when it's so old. I mean, so old, 20 years, like dating myself. But like, it's withheld the the test of time. So wait, and now that I'm thinking about it, isn't it kind of weird that like, I'm reading too much into this now because the whole Hannah Montana thing just made me realize how like she was a, a normal girl and then she was a pop star and she had to pretend to not like hide her normal girl life. Do you think this movie inspired them to do that? You're onto something. It's way too similar, right? <laughs> it came out in 2003. When did Hannah Montana come out? 2006? 2004? 5? After. So, it's after. <laughs> yeah, it's 2006, I think. Hmm. Wait. That's you're suspicious. Yeah, you're cooking. I think, that, I think that there's something. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I guess that's, that's the end of an era, though. End of an era. Speaking of, all right, and it's bittersweet. How did how did you feel about the entire Liz McGuire franchise being ended by this movie? Like, this was it. This is the last scene we got with the cast. How did you like it? Did you did you wish there was like one more season? I mean, I think at the time, like, I didn't really think about it, but now that I look back at it, like. I mean, first of all, what a way to go out. Like, mm-hmm. if you have to go out, you should go out this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Lizzie McGuire was just not... I mean, it only lasted for, what, two years? Maybe? Yeah, it, I think it was, like, just two seasons, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It seemed like so much more. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it as an adult, yeah, no, it was nothing but sadness. And so I guess it's, like, bittersweet. Like, it's, like, people... Everyone got their redemption arc besides Miranda um but yeah no i thought i thought it was i thought it was good um and it just kind of reminded me of the tv show too honestly and like while i was re-watching it like i just kept thinking about like all of the lizzie mcguire moments which we can get into later if you want but i do have a quick question um before we sign off 
Um, I mean, there's also two. I want to talk about her, like Lizzie McGuire, like gaining her confidence too. But one thing that I wanted to talk about before that is, okay, you have to have a fame, like your favorite Lizzie McGuire episode, right? Absolutely. And I know you do too. (laughs) Yeah, I do. But watching this movie and the end of it all really brought that up. So what is your favorite Lizzie McGuire episode? My favorite one. And it's also because I'm old. So I'm sure my memory is not remembering the everyday ones. But just because it's played every single year, it is the Halloween episode where it's Day of the Dead. Kate Mm -hmm. is in charge of kind of putting this party on. Um, this Halloween party for the whole middle school. She's being mean to Miranda and Lizzie um, because Miranda wants to put out some relics from her ancestors to celebrate the Day of the Dead. And Kate is just being awful. So Lizzie, Miranda, Gordo, Matt, and Miranda's parents, which I guess is hilarious looking back on now, all kind of um, play this prank on Kate where they all pretend to be like taken over by these angry spirits. And it. It's still it's so great. It's so well done. Um, again, Miranda is so good in it. And it's and Kate just like gets what's coming. Like she gets hers at the end. And so it's very satisfying. And and then they realize it's all a joke. Um, it's always satisfying when they when they <laughs> go against Kate. But I think, but again, I feel like that's a boring one because I just remember that because it played every single year. So I'm sure you have a better one because I feel like that's like mine's like kind of a basic answer. Not really. I think mine's also a basic answer. I was like trying to look it up. Like I, I, I don't like truly remember it, but it's like it's called. I don't know the name of it, but it's. I'm assuming it's called like the murder mystery episode, and it's when Lizzie's friends and her family they play like a murder mystery party game at her house, and they're trying to find out who the killer is, and it's like that perfect mix of like spookiness. But, like, also just, like, playing it safe and being lighthearted. And I just, like, fell in love with the episode. And I honestly, I know people talk about, like, how many times a week do you think about the Roman Empire? Like, I probably think about this movie, like, once every two months. I'm not, not movie episode, sorry. Once every two months. I'm not going to lie to you. So. That was a great episode. I I do remember that episode. It was, like, very cozy and spooky. Not like spooky, not necessarily spooky, but like it was, mm. it was like a good like sleepover episode. I yeah. might totally be misremembering that, but I do vaguely remember that with their no, parents. It was, good. it was good. So good. It, uh, and like even just like remembering the two episodes, like remembering this movie, like the vibes of Lizzie McGuire are just, you cannot beat them. They're so good. And, and I think this movie, like, not to get like philosophical, but like truly like embodied that. And it was just a fun time. It was a great like tween coming of age movie. Like, did you overall, like when you watched it again as an adult, like what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that like really stood out and I think it probably stood out to you too was, you know, it's just like this change in terms of demeanor of like most of the characters, particularly like Hilary Duff's character of Lizzie McGuire. Um, and it's like, it's about, I think all of the characters, like finding their confidence in a way, like, it's not just Lizzie McGuire, but like Gordo found his confidence to step up. Like Kate found her confidence to like, not be like so superficial and plastic. And like Ethan found his confidence to do what Ethan does. I don't know. But, um, say are those numbers in Italian or English? So good. I love that line. Um, but yeah, so many good lines. I just think that this was like a perfect movie talking about the confidence of everybody in this episode um or not episode sorry in the series and yeah it was a perfect it was a perfect ribbon on top so yeah i definitely loved that element and as a kid i don't think i really realized that lizzie mcguire didn't have that much confidence and so when i watched this movie i was just kind of like okay of course yeah she's like singing at like a pop star at the coliseum but looking back as an adult when i'm comparing the lizzie mcguire of the shows to the movie like, it's night and day. And I think this is, like, a very important movie. And I think this is why this movie is, like, very much beloved. I love that. And I do. I think it's, like, all about finding confidence. And also, like, a big thing. Like, I think everyone found their confidence. Everyone had a really good, like, character de- development arc. But the one thing I, I also really like about this movie is I feel like it was just pure happiness. Like, it was middle schoolers being awkward. Like, it was them being happy and kind of just dealing with like 
besides the pop star element, like typical middle school elements of like, you're an outfit repeater, Lizzie McGuire, and things like that, that all of us were dealing with. And again, this is a hot take. And I'm not saying I don't appreciate these shows, but like shows like Euphoria, things like that, like where I feel like in today's world, whether it's, I mean, granted, it's like a high school setting or, you know, things like that. It's like drugs, sex, like all of these hard issues. And there's a time and a place for that, sure. And I'm I'm saying, like, do I love that show? Absolutely. But this was just so it's like a comfort blanket, right? Because it's just middle schoolers being middle schoolers. And when you were a middle schooler, like you could relate to what they were going through. And it's just there to like for two hours, you're gonna feel good. It's gonna be happy. Everyone's gonna have like a happy ending. And I kind of just miss that almost. I yeah. feel like there's not a lot of shows. Like there always has to be like some major dramatic thing or some really sad thing that happens, even in really happy shows. And sometimes you just want it to be a happy show, 100%. like a happy movie. And, 100%. and I love that about this. It's just, it's just there to like make you feel good and make you happy. Yeah, no. And I think, yeah, I think that's like the magic of of the Lizzie McGuire movie. It's like nothing but like happiness and like thinking about, about your childhood and coming from like nothing, quote unquote, to something like with Lizzie McGuire being from like a quote unquote, nobody in her high school to like being on the New York time. I think it was actually CNN prior to this. And then all of a sudden, like having a huge show at the Coliseum. Um, But yeah, no, I thought it was a, a gorgeous movie and you know, as I said earlier, it's the best non-decom that's ever been made. I think so too. Yeah. I think so. It's definitely it will go down on our list as like best honorary decom. There are there are there are also a lot of contenders out there, but I think this there one are. we gotta give it. Gotta give it a gold star. You gotta, yeah. It's hundred so percent. Well, is there anything else you wanted to say? I think we pretty much covered it all from my end. I think we covered it all. I yeah. I mean, I I can't, I'm trying to. There's just so. I feel like you could only say good. Like I know we kind of like tooled on a little bit of the things in this movie, but at the end of the day, it's just such a good movie, and so there's not anything but good things to say about it. And 100%. it's just like feel good, feel good movie. Love it. Yeah. No, love this movie, everyone. Like if you're skeptical about watching it again, please watch it again. It was an amazing movie. Ten out of ten. Um, and yeah, you'll explore Lissy's Rome, the Rome that Kelsey and I never got to explore because we did not like Rome, but. Yep. Well, we got to go back for round two and maybe we'll meet, we'll just meet a pop star and we'll have like, like a parent trap identical twin out there somehow. We'll try. Yeah. I also feel like, like you and I don't look that Italian, but like maybe, but Lizzie McGuire didn't. So. That's true too. I mean, my accent is atrocious, even like compared to Lizzie McGuire's accent. So. Uh, maybe yeah, I pro- I probably have to have like laryngitis or something, so I couldn't speak. But anyway, yeah. we'd make it work. <laughs> we can we'd make it happen. But alas, we move on. But alas, we push on. Well, thank you, listeners, for covering this movie um, or watching this movie with us. Um, we will be back to you with like our Spooktober next week, which will be very very good. And with that, listeners, uh, remember si se puede means yes, we can. We'll see you all all next week. See you. Bye. Bye, guys.